Listen, welcome to the Hey Listen Gamescast. My name is Nathan Wagner, and joining me on the sh- me here on the show today is the wonderful Rob Douglas. What's up? How's it going, Rob? It's going good. It's going good. Good. Well, go ahead. I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling some some video game talks coming. Some video games talks are indeed coming. This is episode 135. Um. If you're just joining us, our wonderful host, Jeff, is uh, out on the show today. We are recording this one on Friday, May 17th, a little bit later than we usually do, but had some conflicts of interest that uh, came up, so we had to delay the show. Um, But we're really excited to talk to you today. We have a lot of news to go through. Um, There's been a lot that's happened in the past weeks, you know? And then uh, for our main segment today, we are going to be talking about kind of video games old versus new. We're going to be kind of choosing whether we would rather play the original Super Mario Brothers or new Super Mario Brothers, and we're going to go through a whole bunch of those. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I think I think a lot of this news that we're going to talk about, though, it, it has a lot to do with um, just kind of a lot of rumblings going into E3 here. We're kind of in that yeah, E3 I mean, season, so it's... we're getting a lot of little little tidbits here and there. People are throwing out some of their best work, and yeah. Yeah, it's crazy to me. Like, I think E3 is less than three weeks away, and I don't know, it, it, has, it doesn't really seem like that to me, but there is a lot of kind of, you know, Ubisoft has, has announced a bunch of different games lately, and... Mm-hmm. A bunch of different companies are kind of fire priming all their guns so there's some leaks coming out and some other stuff but our first news story actually i think this one's about a week old but uh epic games has purchased uh the rocket league development studio psionics um they announced that uh they're purchasing psionics and i think that they're they're going to be added i think like all the official paperwork will be done in the fall so um rob do you know are they they're leaving um, like Rocket League up on Steam and stuff. Is that correct? Yeah, it's going to stay on Steam for at least for the time being. Um, I'm not sure what exactly the development is going into this. It sounds like Epic Games is just, you know, kind of acquiring a studio and, and uh, hopefully sticking with what they're already doing for now. Yeah. But, I mean, this is Epic Games. They're really good at gaining exclusives and making developers that normally would be on steam or origin or some of the other platforms and basically gobbling them all up so (laughs) yeah they've been acquiring a bunch of different people lately so this will definitely be interesting and i'm curious to see i mean i know rocket league is still doing really well like my brother just bought it and has has been playing it a lot lately but it's i think it's almost three years old at this point um yeah yeah so I wonder popular. if Psyonix has, I know it's still super popular and I know Psyonix has been, you know, done, done a lot of support for it and added a, a ton of different things to the game, but I wonder if they have been working on like a new game at all. Um, yeah, they must've been be spinning something, something up, I would assume. Or maybe they're working on a Rocket League sequel. Yeah. Like, I, I don't even know what they could do for a Rocket League sequel though. I mean, like, cause they Cat added in, like they, <laughs> like they added in all those other sports, like they added in like a basketball mode and there's a hockey mode and, you know, so. I want, yeah, it, it will be interesting to see if they do come out with something new, if it will be a completely new off the wall idea or if they'll just do kind of enhanced type, you know, a little bit like every iteration of 2K or if, you know, we got you overwatch or something like that like you're gonna see not necessarily a progression in gameplay but you will see a lot of progressions in like style and some different things and areas so uh it's hard to say at this point but it is interesting that they chose to go with epic games for whatever is in the future so yeah yeah um and then our second piece of news is a couple days ago because we delayed the recording a nintendo released a super mario maker 2 direct and it was about 15 minutes and basically, they kind of blew out the game. Like, they had announced it. We knew it was coming in June. They announced the release date. I believe it's June 28th on Twitter, like, a couple weeks ago. But yeah. we hadn't really gotten, like, hey, here's all of the 
detail, new details and things we're adding to the game um, very specifically. And this is basically what that direct was. Um, yeah. They talked about all the different backgrounds that you're going to be able to do. They're adding a ton of new items that and stuff that wasn't in the original Mario Maker. And they're even adding like uh, items that have never been in a Mario game before. Like there was this claw thing that they're adding. So you can bas- basically make like a claw machine, which has never been in any Mario game. Yeah, it'll create some really unique stages. I yeah. like it. Yeah, and they're adding in, um, they talked about they have online multiplayer, and you'll be able to play online in, diff- in uh, certain, like, four-player stages and stuff like that with your friends, which is really neat. So there is a ton of different stuff. I don't, I don't know if there's, was there any, did you see anything from this direct, Rob? Was there any one thing that jumped out to you? I honestly missed this one just because, I mean, again, I don't have a Switch. I don't have yeah. the ability to get this one. So I, I figured you Nintendo nerds would cover me on this one. <laughs> Yeah, we're but, we're really missing I mean, Jeff on this one. Sorry. Yeah, definitely. The <laughs> online multiplayer the... is I, that's that's an interesting concept to me. I think that will be really cool because it definitely capitalizes on you know what makes some of these Mario levels fun is playing against your team, your your friends and stuff. And if you can yeah. do it, not just couch uh, co op, you could also have like kind of like old school Super Mario Bros. You know, or even some of the uh, the newer two uh, D. Yeah, I mean, it'll, be, it'll be more Mario like the, games. Mm-hmm. It'll but, be more like the the new Mario games where you can play simultaneously. simultaneously. Yeah, but the thing will be, how will this work with Nintendo's online? Well, they did talk about that. Um, they announced the Nintendo Switch Online. Like you have to have that to be able to play online. Also, you have to have it have Nintendo Switch Online to be able to uh, to either download. Um, like stages from other people or upload your own stages so there is a there is a story mode like nintendo is including 100 nintendo made stages and there's like a little story mode where mario is basically trying to build the this castle um that looks pretty cute so that's kind of cool but um you do to really get the most out of this game you need a nintendo switch online membership so they announced that uh one of the versions um that this game is going to ship with like normally it'll be $60 but there will be a $70 version that you can buy that comes with a one-year membership to Nintendo Switch Online uh and usually Nintendo Switch Online is $20 a a year so it's like basically 50% off like $10 off which is pretty cool yeah which is really nice and then the other Um, cool thing they announced is uh if you have a Nintendo Switch Online membership they announced this thing called Game Pass where basically um, it's a list of certain approved, I think mostly Nintendo-made games, but you can pay spend $100 and then get two games, basically. Uh, so you save oh, about yeah. 20 bucks, which is really neat. That is really neat. And, yeah, it'll be, it'll be kind of cool to see what, what they do with this and, and how this, you know, Mario Maker games are always super fun for people as they build their own levels and everything. And so this looks like it's capitalizing on a lot of new ideas and new changes and stuff that will really push it forward. So it'll be exciting to see. Yeah. And the, the original one, like they released a ton of free, like downloadable DLC, like a bunch of different costumes and all this stuff. And they did that for like almost every single week for a year. So I'm sure they will do something similar with uh, super Mario maker too. All right. Uh, next, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, uh, the online portion of that game has uh, officially left beta testing. It's officially launched. Um, the beta, I believe, launched like about a month after the the game came out, uh, mm-hmm. towards the end of November, and it's been in beta ever since then. Um, basically, what this means, um, there's a lot of different stuff. Um, it doesn't seem like there's going to be super huge differences playing now versus uh, if you were playing the last couple months. Um, they did add a bunch of new story missions and stuff like that that you can play within the on not adding on to the the offline mode game but adding on to the online game yeah um, which is pretty neat and then they also added uh the biggest thing it seems like they added is they added um what's it called here hang on let me oh offensive and defensive play styles so basically offensive play styles mean you're in the online world with other players and they can attack you and shoot you and kill you um, even if you don't want to be attacked, right? And Which is there's... classic GTA Online. Yeah. Everybody and... gets killed by everyone. And and there was a there was some players who were really complaining about that was the only way they could play online. They're like, oh, I just want to kind of have more to do in the game and run around in this world and play this almost more like an MMO. Yeah. And so they added this defensive play style that you can opt into. And basically that allows you to not shoot or attack anyone else playing online in the world. And it also protects you from uh, 
being shot at and killed and hurt by other players playing in the world. Yeah, so it'll just be really nice interesting option. to see how that plays out. Yeah, for like, sure. I think, you know, I'm curious to see, like, do you have to back out of the game or, like, every time you log in, you get to decide if you want to be offensive or defensive that gameplay round or if it's... <sighs> More uh, of, like, you select one and you're stuck with that one and then you would have to create another character to be more offensive. No, I, or... I, I don't think it's that. The way it makes it sound is basically the offensive where you can attack and get be attacked is the default setting. And you yeah. can basically... It sounds like you can basically just click on a menu, go in and select, hey, I want to be defensive mode. And now you are in that defensive ability. But I think you can toggle it on and off. I don't think you're locked. Well, I hope it's not so fast as that. Cause I hope, you know, cause then you're going to get these players to come in they shoot someone and then go defensive. Ha, can't get me. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure I'm the, the rockstar is much smarter than me. I'm sure they, they they've, are, they've thought of that and have, it'd be nice too, if they had like different servers, like servers where defensive people, they can kind of, all oh, yeah, yeah. And that's then... that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, do you have a whole separate server or level or like, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how this all works out. Or I, I would be curious to see how it is working out because obviously this is launched now and it's out and yeah. in the world. So Yeah, and cool. Rockstar also announced that they'll be adding more, uh, like more content and uh, they have daily in-game, I guess, challenges and stuff like that in the online portion as well. Yeah, uh, so if you... Summer. So if you guys if you guys know the answer to our, our weird questions about Red Dead Redemption 2 online and the offense and defense modes, uh, hit us up at Twitter at HeyListen underscore games uh, yeah. and we'll uh, you know meet with us there. Tell us tell us what we're getting wrong and what we're getting right. <laughs> exactly. Rob, before we move on, um, so I know I remember you uh, I think you were interested in this game when it originally came out and you were waiting for a sale, obviously. Mm-hmm. Is this something that you're still looking at picking up? Not necessarily for the online, but just for the, the offline portion of the game? I, I am still really interested in it. I think the biggest thing for me right now is I have a couple of other really big RPG games that I'm kind of cranking through. And so the idea of jumping into a whole nother RPG, big open world with lots and lots of content sounds... I'm, I'm not going to get to it for another year so yeah, that sounds a little overwhelming so you're like got, you, you still have plenty to do in, in your other big uh, open yeah yeah games. i got you know dragon age inquisition and then assassin's creed odyssey right after that and then i'm going to go into a kingdom hearts world so I, I i'm pretty set for the next few months so okay okay that sounds good cool all right well rob as our resident pirate enthusiast i will let you talk about this next story and kind of also, you know, speaking of Assassin's Creed, this is, you know, the game spawned from the Black Flag gameplay, Skull and Bones. Uh, Ubisoft has announced that they need to batten down the hatches, so to speak. And they have pushed the game's release date, which was really, uh, it was originally slated for later this year. Is now Wasn't it, like, originally supposed to come out last year? Like, hasn't it, actually, it been delayed yeah, before? It technically was supposed to come out last year. It was delayed till later this year, and now it's been pushed back again to April of 2020. Um, I'm not sure what this is going to look like or how this is going to work. I have, I have some concerns because it seems like we're pushing... This is a game that felt very... Um, relevant to the black flag release window and even into like uh into the ps4 generation we had black flag come out on ps4 as well as you know rogue came out recently but it seems like we're getting further and further away from the relevant stage for this game so it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out in development and if this game is even received as well as it seems like it will be i i have a couple things to add First, yeah. um, I think I don't think they've said April twenty twenty. I believe they just said that was the that was the article I read. Oh, really? Okay, because what I had seen was that uh, it was delayed out of the fiscal year of twenty nineteen, which basically means it the soonest it could come out is April twenty twenty. April. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so I don't know. If, it could be that they said it's going to come out in April twenty twenty, but I think so that's the at soonest. least. Exactly. Definitely. At the earliest April 2020, if not maybe if even not, further into the yeah, year. So, yeah, if not even further yeah out. there's even more shaky ground there. I actually, I have a little bit of hope for this because I, I, this game had like 
um, like a fully playable demo at E3 yeah, a couple yeah. years ago now, and yeah, people were E3 like, "This years. is cool," yeah. but like you could only be like play as the ships basically. Like there was no actual like pirate combat or anything like that. Yep. So my secret theory is that they kind of took that feedback and were like, "Hey, let's add where you can actually be a pirate and flesh that out a little bit more." So I think that's what they're doing. That would make sense. So and and probably and trying to tailor, for. yeah, a little bit more to that black flag. Like you're not Edward Kenway, but you are your own unique character that you have created, or maybe they have select few that you can choose from, or something like that. And there's a little bit more like story built around that that'd be kind of cool um but yeah, yeah that's a good theory i like it that would make it a lot more i feel playable and maybe a lot more interesting yes yeah i, I think it definitely would kick up interest so cool all right um also uh just wanted to shout out ubisoft um because they had i think their their financial report they announced a couple other things they announced uh ghost recon what is the new ghost recon game called breakpoint Breakpoint. Breakpoint. Um, I think they had a so. whole live stream. So. Live stream. <laughs> um, I didn't look at it a bunch, but Rob, did you see anything about it? I watched the. I watched the the. So they did a trailer that was super cinematic and like overly dramatic, voiceover and everything. And I think the biggest takeaway was the main villain is the Punisher or the actor who plays the Punisher. So <laughs> that's pretty exciting. So uh, not, there's not a Marvel crossover. It's just the actor who plays the Punisher, right? Just the actor, okay, yeah. Okay, just, just John, needed to clarify uh, that. Barenthal, I think is his name. Okay. Um, but, which I'm excited about. And he's a former ghost who's kind of built up this company. So you're basically ghosts versus ghosts. Uh, they did take some pointer. I'd also watched the gameplay trailer. So uh, they do a playthrough of like the first or one of the earliest missions or something like that. And... Um, I think the, the biggest takeaway I took is uh, it's absolutely gorgeous. The AI is incredible. The kind of stealth and working as a team is pretty cool. Um, the way they did it, it was awesome, which means that no one on this planet is ever actually going to be able to replicate that in the game because gamers don't do that. We're going to have, the obviously, the, the one kid who's just like, blow it all up! Yes, yes. Uh, the but, but also, runs in. Yeah, but I think the other big takeaway is that uh, one of the biggest criticisms for Ghost Recon Wildlands was that it was not a very interesting or a very stereotypical um, recreation of Bolivia. Um, and uh, some people took some offense to that. In fact, I think the Bolivian government is pretty upset, possibly legally with ubisoft because of it mm -hmm. um and so they recreated the, they created basically their own chain of islands that is not based it's based off of real islands but it's not actually real islands but they're kind they're of not, a fictional saying, like, fantasy a world so and so or whatever yeah yeah they kind of they kind of went out on their own direction which i think was a wise decision yeah. um but yeah i watched it. it it looks really good um i said it, the same looks... thing about wildlands but <laughs> yeah i mean it's also like it's online right you're playing with other people yeah. it looks like it kind of builds on the formula that wildlands set rather than being something yeah. totally new is that correct yeah and i think i think that's a good thing yeah. Um, and I think if you have a group of guys or, you know, your, your gamer crew that you got about four of you who are all pretty tight and want to go through this whole thing together, that would be pretty cool. It'd be a fun way to play it. And I mean, even I would be attracted to that as a non multiplayer type person. I would be like, oh, yeah, four people. Let's go. Uh, but again, it is all online. So or online co-op. And so you're kind of you got to have four friends or meet some people online and play the Russian roulette of not getting yeah. explosions happy. <laughs> yeah, not a, it's, it's always a gamble when you play online with people you don't know at all. Um, true, and they so. did announce that that game is coming out in October. Or October 4th is the release date for that. So. Yeah. So. We will look forward to it then. Um, next, uh, Minecraft has an earth augmented reality game for your phone what is this called, rob okay so it's Mer it's minecraft earth this is uh microsoft finally announced the sequel to the or quote unquote sequel to minecraft 
Uh, it is augmented reality, which means that as you go through the real world, you will encounter things on the game. So it's like Pokemon Go um, or every other mobile game. And oh, as you go through okay. the world, you will collect blocks and meet enemy types and all sorts of stuff. And I'll be honest, it's capitalizing on a lot on what Pokemon Go kind of set as a very user-friendly use it on your phone type mode and minecraft yeah. has always been a super accessible game uh, mm -hmm. i'm not sure how this is going to work out <laughs> i honestly i mean there have been like a ton of these since pokemon go came out right like there was a jurassic park one i believe there was a ghostbusters one there's, there's now, a harry uh, potter harry there's potter a harry potter one. one that's coming out um i think if uh if this gets to the right age group like minecraft is such a big thing with kids and especially like second through about sixth or seventh grade or something like that like yeah yeah if they get if it gets in their hands and they either they have phones or they use their parents phones or whatever um a lot of those kids do have their own phones and stuff like that um that could be a really big hit with them yeah so i think it's going to capitalize a lot as opposed to some of the other ones like harry potter maybe but as opposed to like a lot of those other ones we just mentioned it seems like the one that's going to fit the best with that kind of style of play yeah and i mean oh. you can play the full minecraft like there's a bunch of people who have only ever played minecraft either on their phone or on like an ipad or something like yeah that. yeah so it's already in that market so yes we'll yeah. see how this goes uh it's very interesting um but i definitely will not be a part of it <laughs> yeah, i uh, i probably will be out as well um uh and then just a couple more things for you uh microsoft and sony has have announced a uh, partnership on a uh, cloud gaming in the future there wasn't a lot of uh, information on this, but uh, the article I found was from Kotaku, and it was written by uh, Ethan Gack. And uh, he basically said, I think this was from yesterday, Microsoft said today that it will partner with Sony, its chief rival in the gaming console space, on new cloud-based solutions for gaming experiences. Um, we're not sure what the new collaboration, collaboration will lead to, but... Um, Basically, what this means is Xbox and PlayStation are going to be working together on cloud gaming, and it sounds like this is going to be specifically for PlayStation gaming space moving forward, probably the PS5. Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting because Microsoft announced xCloud not too long ago, or gave it its official name. Yeah. And then Google also has announced or finally put out uh, more information is really building up on the market and everything for their Google Cloud. I got to try that out earlier yeah. uh, this year. And I think it's kind of interesting to see how this is all playing out. But it's kind of funny to see Microsoft, who already has a cloud yeah. going into play, go to a rival company to help them boost their cloud. Well, and I mean, I think when we talked about, like, Microsoft xCloud, and we've had a couple episodes where we've talked about, you know, gaming as as uh, streaming in the future and kind of where that's all yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. And we talked about how it's so much easier for Microsoft because they have the uh, Microsoft uh, Azure, or Azure, I don't, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but, um, you yeah, know, all these yeah. different data centers around the world where they can, you know, host all these things, and it's much easier for them to stream games to places in different um to different places around the world and same with google versus yeah and same with google because they're google but sony being a you know japanese basically hardware company um is not in this space at all and so we were like what are they going to do how are they going to where are they going to and we kind of speculated like someone like maybe amazon or you know some other some of these other companies that are pretty worldwide but it's kind of interesting to see, a see them go with Microsoft. Yeah. Um, and Microsoft always has built themselves, or at least more recently have built themselves on a model of accessibility and, you know, everyone playing together and kind yeah. of kind of being really open to a lot of things. So it's kind of interesting to see them. Uh, it doesn't surprise me on Microsoft's side side it does surprise me a little bit on playstation side yeah. i think that's that's my bottom line on yeah. this one i mean i i assume just basically maybe microsoft gave them the best deal um to to be able to use or i don't i don't know what it was but it uh it is a little bit surprising but uh it'll be cool kind of to see what happens with all this stuff going forward um yeah so i do we'll, not we'll think this means that, that sony will 
you know, try and get buddy-buddy with Microsoft on the console. Yeah, probably not, no. Like the console world is still going to be at war for at least a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, the last thing we want to talk about is uh, last week, PlayStation had their second ever state of play. And uh, the first one they had, like, I think a month or two ago, um, wasn't received very well. Uh, this one was received, I felt like it was received a bit better. It wasn't that long. It was only, like, 10, 12 15 minutes or something minutes. like that. Yeah, yeah, something 10 to like 15 that, yeah. minutes. Um, but they did have a couple big things. Uh, probably the biggest of which is they re-announced the Final Fantasy VII remake. Square Enix did. Oh, man. I think the biggest takeaway I took from this one is they basically put out a lot of the... So we kind of got some teases of gameplay. We kind of got some teases of other things. But this is the first one where we've really seen like a lot of the iconic scenes as well as some of the characters actually using their voice acting voices. Uh, so we're we're hearing their voices for the first time. We're seeing them moving around in, way, in scenes that we've thought are iconic. And I think the biggest takeaway a lot of people uh, or a lot of the reports I was saying is like, that one character's death is going to re-rip a hole in my heart now, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, just looking at it, like, I, I watched a comparison video, and you see, like, the beautiful, gorgeous HD graphics versus, like, what we considered beautiful graphics at the time, and it's, like, night and day. Yeah, it's um, incredible. Yeah. And it's going are you, to... Are rip. you interested in this game? Because I have, I'm not really a Final Fantasy person, um, I this some, game, yeah. Obviously, the original is like you know turn-based combat and stuff like that. This looks like it's probably going to be a little bit more like Final Fantasy XV's combat engine, the way they handled that. Um, but yeah. we're not for sh we obviously don't really know. Yeah. Um, but this this still just seems like something that's that's not really for me. But great I, for everyone who is looking forward to it. I've played some of the older Final Final Fantasies. I've never beaten a Final Fantasy game, mostly because I just it takes a lot of time that I haven't gotten that much time to put into a Final Fantasy game. I've dedicated it to other games. Yeah. Uh, but I know a lot of the storylines. I know that Final Fantasy VII is one of the... It's debated, but it is one of the most popular ones. Um, so there is a little bit of an interest. It almost makes me want to go back and play the original, though, rather than the remake. Yeah, yeah. Like, go back and experience it for its full glory and... Maybe, uh, and maybe this is offensive to all the people who are fans of Final Fantasy, but I I feel like I might just go back and play the original and just skip the remake. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, they'd probably be a lot cheaper. I will say that. It's true. I, I do want to finish by saying uh, Square Enix did announce that there would be more information to come uh, by the end of June, and uh, Square Enix is having a press conference at E3 in the beginning of June, so I'm sure we will hear much more about it. I think the biggest hope is that we get a release date. So, yeah, I I wonder, cause remember I think when they originally announced this back in twenty fifteen, I think so four years ago now, they yeah. said it was going to be like coming out in episodes, like kind of broken up. I wonder if they've gotten rid of that completely and they're planning to release it as. As far as I understand, they still are focusing on the episodes. So oh, really? If they are. I think maybe at least would get an episode one announcement or I don't know. I don't know how this is. I don't know how they're going to do this, but I'm sure we'll find out at E3. Yes. So, cool. Um, a couple other things from this state of play. Uh, Medieval, which is a, a remake of the original Medieval, which I came was on the PlayStation 1, I believe. Yeah. Um, we got a pretty long trailer for that. Um, that is coming out officially on October 25th, just in time for Halloween. So, which there you obviously go. Obviously makes sense. Yeah. Um, I haven't played the original. I don't think I'll play this, but great for people I, who are looking yeah, forward to it. <laughs> I, I've never played the original, but this is one that a lot of people are pretty hyped about, so I figured we should probably mention it. Um, yeah. yeah. And it does look... In, I mean, it looks enough so that I was like, yeah, maybe I'll check it out. It, I mean, Maybe it I'll looks, watch someone play it on Twitch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it looks... It's a full remake. Like, it looks, it looks really, good. really good as far as the visuals and animations and stuff like that compared to yeah. the original. So... Yeah, definitely. Taking their time with it and put a lot of work into it. And then my favorite announcement of this was the game Away. Um, and this is because, Rob, can you describe this game for us? And please if feel free you... to use, like, your best British voice and all of that. <clears throat> so if you could take a nature documentary... 
and turn it into a video game where you get to experience all of the luxurious lifestyles and dangers and overwhelmingness of a small creature. This is a way. <laughs> very, very nice job. I, I, think I you did a good job. I watched the trailer, and I mean, I just... It is a nature documentary. Yeah. With way more danger and some post-apocalyptic and some, like, and you're freakish playing as spider a, creature at the end. What, what we all call a flying squirrel, but I think the official name for it is sugar... It's a sugar uh, something. Sugar. I forget, I forget what it's called, but it's a sugar, sugar something squirrel. or something. <laughs> but uh, basically, it's a flying squirrel, what most people would refer to as a flying yeah, squirrel. Yeah. And I, I read their blog post they put up along with this, and the devs talked about how much they love the nature documentaries. They even got, like, it's even narrated like a nature documentary the trailer was, and they got the composer of, like, Planet Earth and stuff like that to do the music for this game, which I think is awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. it's. I, I think this is going to be interesting because it's such a huge production for what is essentially... I mean, it's got, it looks like it has some combat, you know, your, your, your survival skill, whatever you want to like call it. Like, it's 3D platform. There's a lot of 3D platforming. A lot of platforming, like. a lot of exploring. It's a glorified walking simulator. I mean... Uh, I, I feel like it has a lot more gameplay than... Like I mean, it's a, got more elements that is. I mean, that's why I say a glorified, because it's got way more elements than just a walking simulator. But it definitely is, like... I don't know how you can make something that is, a, that is basically a casual-ish type game look so interesting. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I think maybe. Like, I, I saw this and I immediately thought of my wife because she loves, like, all of those nature documentaries and, like, Planet Earth and all that stuff. And so I this showed her the trailer right and she was up, yeah. like, oh my gosh, this looks like the best thing ever. I cannot wait for this to come out. And I was like, yeah. okay. So I, I'm pretty excited about this one also. I, it, this is... It looks great, and you get to experience it all. I hope they have a really great narrator and everything, and like yes. actual like British narration. Yes, uh, I'm. If the trailer is anything to go by, I'm sure they will. Um, there were a couple other things as well, but kind of those were the the things that we wanted to talk about. And that's yeah, those were our highlights. So, so if you had one that you wanted to shout us out on Twitter, um, you can do that at our Twitter. Twitter at HeyListen underscore games. All right, that is it for the news. That was kind of a long segment, but a lot to talk about. So we are going to move on and talk about the old school versus the new. Rob? All right, so uh, this is kind of in light because of Mortal Kombat 11 coming out in the last few weeks here, and it is brutal. The fatalities are, I would say absolutely grotesquely over the top well it wouldn't be mortal kombat if, it, if they weren't right you know it feels like it takes mortal kombat even mortal kombat's like we are so brutally gory to a whole new level and it's for a lot of people it's great for some people it is horrible it's whatever you want to take from it but it kind of inspired me as i was thinking about it back to my experiences playing the first mortal kombat yeah. back in the day and i was like i loved the first mortal kombat but i'm not sure how i feel about this one i don't know how i feel about the hyper realism and you know the all this stuff but it kind of is cool you know it's old school versus new school in the game itself yeah so it got me thinking let's yeah, talk like a it... little bit go ahead sorry let's 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 do a little bit of comparison which do we prefer okay the so... old school or the new school, essentially. So I got a list of games. We're going to go through that. Uh, we'll try and not take too long on each category. Because uh, we do want to get through all this. And we don't want you, this episode to be like three hours long. But No, no please. <laughs> but, I have other things to do. So let's, let's not do that. Granted, <laughs> I love your listeners. You know, but... I think you guys would get bored of our voices after. Yeah, I don't think you guys would want to listen to our voices for three hours in a row. Yeah. Unless we were just, we were like that nature documentary speaking British accents. and <laughs> uh, My British accent is terrible. Um, and I'm trying not to do it because I have a new British coworker. And if I do it, like, 
he'll probably make fun of me and be like, oh, I'm offended because he's super sarcastic. So <laughs> I'll try and stay away from, from the British accents. All right. So that's good to know. Uh, <laughs> super relevant to this conversation. Super relevant. So let's, let's, let's look at this. I got a list here. Let's talk through this. So uh, you have to pick one. That's the only rule. And uh, some of these games we've played, most of them we've played, not all of them necessarily, but we know the general principle behind yeah. all these games. So uh, here we go. First off, we'll start off with the obvious one. Mortal Kombat, the original, came back so long ago versus um, Mortal Kombat 11. Do I Am I playing the Genesis version or am I playing the Super Nintendo version with the green blood? Oh, we gotta talk green blood. The green blood? Okay. The green blood is classic. Okay, I think I've played the original Mortal Kombat. I'm not sure. I have not played Mortal Kombat 11, but, you know, I've watched trailers and watched some of the fatalities yeah, and yeah. stuff. Um, I think I have to go with the original just because, like, I'm not a huge gore person, and even some of the over-the-top gore stuff in Mortal Kombat 11, it's just a little bit too much for me at times i think yeah I, I played the original on genesis i actually had a genesis handheld i forget what i think that's what it's called but i don't remember if that was exactly what it was called um i played mortal Kombat on it and i remember having so much fun with that game and playing through it and and losing this and really enjoying it and i also am with you on this one i don't know how i feel about the hyper realism and the graphics and gore and all that stuff i i I feel like I have to draw a line somewhere on the hyper violence and gore. Uh, so I like the, I'm going to go with the original as well. Nice. Nice. Uh, cool. Halo combat evolved versus Halo five guardians. I mean, one started a legacy and a franchise and made a bunch of people. One almost ruined that franchise and made a bunch of people upset and made Halo six delayed for longer than it was supposed to be <laughs> it's true halo 5 guardians i do want to say halo 5 guardians does have really good uh like online multiplayer and stuff like that um they i think really it has good. some of the best right i mean yeah it has some of the best concerned. best in the series but for me i haven't played halo 5 guardians that much i don't have an xbox one i've played a ton of halo combat evolved especially that multiplayer and you know linking up four cable or four xboxes together with with system link and stuff like that, getting it all together in the old school. So I, I have to go with uh, Halo Combat Evolved. Yeah, I'm going to go with Halo Combat Evolved also. I, I don't think, you know, Halo 5 Guardians, I haven't played it much, but it just doesn't feel like a game that I want to pick up and keep playing and go back and play again. Yeah. I mean, other than the multiplayer side of things. But Halo Combat Evolved, I've played through the story, I don't know how many times. Like so, how many how many times have you played uh what's that level where you meet the flood for the first time? Oh, so many. And yeah. have screamed and cried and died <laughs> and all the all the emotions while playing legendary. Um it's it's classic. Yes. Let's exactly. just say that. So Halo Combat Evolved for both of us. Yep. Uh, this is this is going to be a divisive one because I feel like you. this is not your favorite game on the 64 uh, for this series. And that's Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time versus Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I know you're a Majora's Mask fan. Right, right. I, I actually, I, I think Ocarina of Time is the better game. I just... Um, like I would say it's a better game than Majora's Mask. I just really like Majora's Mask and try to go out of my way to give it love because a lot of people don't like it. So yeah, yeah, no, you say. definitely are on the Majora's Mask bandwagon here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but so Ocarina of Time versus Breath of the Wild. Okay. I know Rob, you have finished both of these. I have, I've finished both of these. I'm going to have you go first. I have to go Ocarina of Time. I have not played Breath of the Wild that much. And while I really enjoyed what I did play, and it's really fun to play through some of the open world and all that stuff, I am, I love Ocarina of Time. I would, okay. I would, that's a hill I would die on. Yep. I am ready to uh, make a proclamation that I was not ready to make a year ago. And yes. that is the fact that uh, I'm going to go with Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I think oh. first experience, it is a better game than Ocarina of Time. There's so much to do. The sense of 
exploration and discoverability and the rewards you get for doing those things is absolutely amazing. And I think that game is probably my favorite game of all time at this point. That is bold. Yes. I like yes. it. I told you this was going to be divisive. <laughs> yep. Yep. So I'm going with Breath of the Wild. Ocarina of Time, I love you. And Breath of the Wild wouldn't exist without you. But, but if I have to pick one or the other. All right, that is that. So uh, this one's a little bit more dear and near to your heart as well. Yeah. Pokemon Red and Blue versus Pokemon Sun and Moon. Yeah, on this one, I have to go Red and Blue. Um, I have I have Moon for my 3DS. I have not beaten it. I think I've gotten pretty far, but I haven't beaten it. Um, this kind of how much they've gone into trying make, to make the story interesting just kind of slows the entire game down for me and makes me be like, uh, I don't know if I want to sit through all this to get it. Also, they they did a lot of cool things with Moon. Like, they tried a lot of new things they hadn't done before. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like a lot of them ultimately weren't super successful. Like, they went away from gyms and did these things called island challenges instead. Yep. Um, but now they're going back to gyms in the new Sword and Shield games because most people, myself included, were like, eh, that was a, kind of a cool new thing, but I think I want gyms back instead. Um, yeah. So I, I have to go red and blue, especially with how much I played that game as a child and how popular that game made Pokemon. I mean, there's a Detective Pikachu movie now, for, for goodness sake. Right, starring one of the greatest actors ever, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I think... I'm going to go Red and Blue also. I've played more of Red and Blue. I haven't actually played Sun and Moon. Um, and also with Red and Blue, I I struggle keeping track of all the Pokemon. I have no clue who half of them are most of yeah. the time. And Red and Blue just kept it simple. Yeah, there's, there's liked, only 150 like instead of 700 and I think 50 or something like that. Is yeah, and I, I like simple things. Yes. If yes. I don't have to worry about my collection, you know, my collector's my mentality overwhelming me with like i gotta catch all 750 it's like oh 150 i can do that yeah, yeah that's fine that's <laughs> yeah so yeah cool. so there's a there's a really petty reason to like pokemon red and blue over the newer ones but i it is i do enjoy it better it's a fun game so uh all donkey right. kong country which came out in 1994 versus donkey kong country tropical freeze this is almost more of a Jeffrey Morris question because I know, I know. He is we're, we're missing Jeff fan. on like a, a lot of these next ones. I feel like are, are Jeff related ones that. Uh, yeah, I but... wish he was on the show because like you and me, we get along well and we'll be like, oh, OK, I agree with your opinion. Uh, we don't we or maybe if we differ, we're like, OK, well, I can see that, but we're not going to argue about it. If Jeff yeah. was here, he would like stand on a hill and try and kill everyone who didn't agree with him. So it's true. It's probably true. It's great. So we, we'd have better better throwdowns here. Exactly. Sorry. I'll, I'll try to be more uh, de defensive and divisive. Yeah, you um, do that. I'm going to choose Tropical Freeze, actually. That, I don't really like the Hong Kong Country games, basically because I'm bad at platforming. Like, I appreciate them. They're very well-made games, but I'm just very bad at platforming. Mm -hmm. But that game specifically is super, super fun. The A different amount of things you do throughout each level is really, really neat. And I had a lot of fun. I think I only beat, like, the first four worlds because then it got too hard. Like, it was a very hard game. Yeah. Um, but I had more fun in those first four worlds than I ever did playing the original Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. I have not played Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Uh, but I do like some of the new changes and some of the different things and how they changed. You know, I've watched, like, Rob Conley and... A good friend of our show and, and yes. Jeffrey Morris play through these games. So I, you know, Tropical Freeze is is a fun one. So I'm gonna so go with Tropical you're, you're Freeze. You're gonna also say Tropical Freeze. I am. Rob, stop agreeing with me. This this can isn't we, how it's we, supposed to work. Can we make a bet though? Let's, yeah. Let's like, make a bet. what would Jeff pick? Uh, I think Jeff would pick. Excuse me. Pick Tropical Freeze. Um. Because yeah. he really likes that one. I think if it was Donkey Kong Country 2 versus Tropical Freeze, I think he that would loves be a whole Country new story. 2. That would be, that a, would be really a whole new story. story. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, next one, we have Super Mario 64 versus Super Mario Odyssey. All right, Rob, let's fight. I think Super Mario Odyssey is better in pretty much every way. Every single thing. There's so much stuff to do in the game. There's so many different varied worlds. And 
the amount of content in that game is so great. Plus, you can finally change Mario into all these different outfits, and some of those outfits even, you know, will affect affect gameplay. So, and you can possess, like, a thousand different... Not a thousand, but a bunch of different kind of things, which lends itself to new gameplay mechanics. And I knew Odyssey you were going to choose this one. Super Mario 64. I knew you were going to choose this one because I am on. I'm fully on the Super Mario 64 nostalgia bandwagon here. I think it was just such a classic of its time because it did change up the whole formula. It set the stage for almost all 3D kind of worlds like it ever since have all been based on super mario 64 so it's uh, it's a groundbreaking game as well as one of my favorite parts about super mario 64 is it's got so much replayability as well as in the speed running world which is i really love out of all the games i've watched speed runs for super mario 64 has all time been my favorite one to watch so i really love watching people go back and play through this one and find the little nooks and crannies and cheats and stuff to get through it faster and so i'm saying super mario 64 is a better game than super mario odyssey you are you are absolutely crazy. I I think I might have to end the podcast here. Right there. <laughs> just um, just just kidding. Well, we we can go on. Um, I'm gonna jump through our list here a little bit so we don't burn through too much of our time. So, uh, yeah. Elder Scrolls Morrowind versus Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Okay, Morrowind. You know, you were more RPG. There was you know. You had a lot more control over your character. Your choices mattered a little bit more. But your backgrounds, like, most of the game was just super foggy because it's a game made from 2003, and it just doesn't hold up by today's standards. And plus, Skyrim was the game that kind of made Elder Scrolls a game for the masses. Uh, it was the first Elder Scrolls game that I... Second, actually. Second Elder Scrolls game that I played all the way through to completion and put at least, like, 60 hours into it. I've played uh, the other ones... Um, somewhat sporadically and just all the different pat like i'm someone that kind of i like choice but i don't really like choice because i want to be able to do everything so the fact that i could like level up all of the different skills and combinations and not have penalties for it um i actually appreciate it in skyrim so i have to go with skyrim Ooh, this is a tough one for me because i love uh morrowind i like the story of morrowind i feel like the story in morrowind and oblivion is a little bit more motivating than skyrim for the main campaign i would agree yeah but i feel like the some of the other uh like, like side i feel like and stuff i feel like, like the side quests are, are way more flushed out well i guess they're just more of them they're flushed out in skyrim yeah uh there were some pretty hilarious and pretty great uh and pretty fun uh, side quest in Morrowind. Um, and there was a lot of customization in Morrowind. Uh, I guess if Morrowind could be recreated in the Skyrim engine in a way that I would, I would love that way more, but I am going to go out on a limb and agree with you. And by go out on a limb, I mean, we're sticking to the main branch here, dude. We're not changing. I'm agreeing with you. Skyrim is, the one that i enjoy more so than morrowind but it is a close close okay. let me call. uh let, let me just uh, preemptively apologize to brad i'm sure he will message us and be mad about how we chose don't to add us brad <laughs> don't add us <laughs> okay uh next one i have here this is close to near dear to my heart assassin's creed the original versus assassin's creed odyssey the newest addition to the family oh my gosh um i actually i kind of really like the original like there was it wasn't a great like it wasn't a perfect game by any stretch of the imagination oh absolutely not so much better but it was such a unique experience at the time like i had never played anything like it right with Mm -hmm. the focus on assassination and how you could kind of hide in different things and like blend in with different crowds and it was set in a time like it was the first game that i had played that was kind of set in a different time period than the modern era or sci-fi or something like that set in a very oh, yeah. unique time period so and I've, I've only played assassin's creed odyssey 2 if i'm going based on like 
what I would rather, if I'm going to spend 20 hours playing a game, I think I'd rather spend 20 hours in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. But I'm going to go with the original Assassin's Creed just for the overall like uniqueness of that game when it came out and the time and place it came out and how much it impacted the video game industry. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, I am so torn on this one because of a lot of similar reasons. I guess I'd bash on the original Assassin's Creed. It's not my top game. It's not, it's not my top favorite game because, you know, yeah. obviously, like, it came out in 2007. Seven? I think and it's so, 2007. Yeah, we're in Xbox 360 era. Uh, we had very little like the the repetitiousness of the gameplay and stuff was pretty bad there was there were some moments you know it, there was the the parkour was not nearly as good there's no, you know like, the i remember the first time you had to like escape escape a quest um like you basically i think you killed someone and you were running away from the guards and I got so frustrated because I kept, like, falling over this stupid, uh, I think it was, like, a, a parapet or something like that, you know? Like yeah, a, yeah. a stone wall. And I got really frustrated because it was just, I knew what I wanted to do it was just hard to say, hey, this is what you need to go do. Um, and so, but at the same time, I really enjoyed it. So, sorry, I cut you off. But, yeah, no, I'm with you on this one. But it was hard, you know, controls were rough. It was, combat was not the most smooth, so to speak, <laughs> as yeah. that sentence was. Um, but I fell in love with the series because of this game. I kept playing the series because of this game. I, I found this randomly when I was in high school and I have not turned my back on this series despite all of its ups and downs. So I love playing through Odyssey. It's gorgeous, but I really like, I, re I really like Odyssey, but I'm going to, I'm going to say Assassin's Creed original also because man, wow. I'm, I'm surprised. I thought you were going to go with Odyssey. I, I felt like I, I was going to when I first started looking at this list, but as I started thinking about it more, I was like, no. All Stick right. to what you love. And maybe nostalgia rose-tinted glasses, but... Yeah. Yep. Um, we're going to jump a few here in our list as well. So Tomb Raider 1996 versus Tomb Raider 2013. So these are same title... But Tomb Raider 2013 rebooted the series in glorious new graphics and angst and angst. impaling <laughs> on every single object that, uh, you know, watching Laura die in horrific, yeah. almost mortal combat level deaths. Um, I have never, just to let you guys know, I've never played Tomb Raider 1996. I've only seen videos and read about people playing it and their experiences, so I feel like I can't really speak too much into this, but I would have to go with 2013, just because of how how much fun that game was when I first played through it for the first time, and how, like, excited people were when, they, when it came back, and yeah. how neat it was to basically have, like, another, a similar to Uncharted-style game, which I love those games, the Uncharted games. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with 13 also. I've played a little bit of the original one. I do want to... Uh, that's one of the things I eventually want to do is go back and play through all the Tomb Raider games just because it's such a, an interesting series. Yeah. But uh, I think the biggest thing for the new... The old one was it was just such a unique idea. It was a lot of platforming. It was a lot of, you know, puzzle solving and stuff. It's kind of what we base, you know, like Uncharted and some of those other games came out of mm -hmm. what Tomb Raider was. Um, so, but 13, the reboot of it was incredible. I played through the whole thing basically in a few set throughs and loved every moment of it. Cinematically, it was gorgeous. I have a stronger desire to play the newer games than I do the older games, but I will play the older games. Yeah. Sweet. So we have time for maybe like two more? Two more? Okay. I think so, yeah. Uh, I'll let you pick. Since okay. Um, I know this last part of the list is kind of a it's it's a little bit more. The one I want to do is the original Super Smash Brothers versus Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. 
All right, so Super Smash give, Bros. 64 versus your, Ultimate. Your, I'm going to have you make your choice first. All right, so I, maybe this will shock you. Yeah. I played way more of Super Smash Bros. 64. Yeah. But I'm going with Ultimate. Oh, that, that actually does surprise me quite a bit. Because here's the thing. So I really love Smash Bros. 64. I played through it all. I unlocked all the characters. I beat all the levels. I did all sorts of, you know, I played that one a lot. Yeah. I haven't really played Smash Bros. since. I was not in Melee or Brawl or, you know, uh, Super Smash Bros. 4 or even into Ultimate. I've only played a little bit of each of those, mm -hmm. uh, mostly with you guys. Yes. But I am going to say I love the fact that in Ultimate you can customize stages. There's way more choices in Fighters. There's way more gameplay styles. There's just so much more to it. Yeah. Uh, the original 8 was great, but having that additional, like, wow, there's, you know, more characters than I can even imagine. And it was a lot of fun playing it. And there's so much more technicality to it. There's so much more level of just fun gameplay designs and stuff. So, yeah, I'm going ultimate. Yeah. I Much have to, to the shock of everyone. I am, I am surprised. I have to agree with you just because ultimate, it really deserves that title of ultimate. The amount of characters, the amount of stages, the amount of options and different ways you can play and with the new kind of custom stages that were recently released you can really create completely new styles of play and i love super smash brothers n64 I actually like it a lot more than melee which you know is probably a, a sin to a lot of people oh it's yeah probably but like, uh... just yeah i have to go with ultimate it's it's called Ultimate for a reason, and it is the best Smash Brothers game and my favorite fighting style game of all time, easily. There you have it, guys. A hot take from yeah. us, probably <laughs> offending everyone. <laughs> and I think this next one, actually, I, I think I'm going to go with the most offensive one we possibly can. Okay, let's, let's uh, do it. Because I think, I think we mad. could totally offend everyone, so I'm thinking Doom. Doom, Okay. Doom 1993 versus Doom 2016. There is a huge population of people that believe the original Doom is the greatest game ever. It's a lot of... I don't know if they're the type of people that would listen to a podcast done by us called Hey Listen that's done by some Nintendo-ish nerds. Oh, uh, yeah. Me. No, we're not the Doom but experts. We're, we, may not, we may not offend everyone, but I'm going to go with 2016 on this one, the newest edition of Doom. Why well, that? until the next one come out. Because... Doom, the original, like, in the 3D maze-like area was fun. I remember playing it. It was pretty fun. Uh, it was hard at the time. But the yes. newest Doom is just so much more satisfying. I actually have to disagree with you. I'm going like to go it. with Doom 1993 um, because of the fact, just like the maze of corridors and fighting the different um all the different demons and stuff like that getting the shotgun was super super satisfying that's true and i had never played a game styled like that like i think the only shooting game i played had been like a shooting gallery game where i think you were a sniper and you had to like shoot different people in windows and stuff like that so it was such a unique style of game to me um when i played it and it's still like a lot of games i feel like a lot of games don't hold up that well and that yeah. game despite it you know the graphics not being great that game the gameplay still holds up and is really fun to go back to so i'm gonna i'm gonna go with doom 1993 nice yep that right. is uh our con my controversial opinion <laughs> well that's old school versus new school i hope you guys enjoyed that segment if you have any other controversial opinions or you think that we are of the devil because we had an opinion that you disagree with please hit us up at twitter at hey listen underscore games and let us know uh do you agree disagree or, uh, or or should we do this should we do more of this in the future do you have certain games that you want us to to um basically face off against each other or or do yeah some this or that's that you want us to try out for a future episode so let us know um we'd love to hear your feedback exactly all right let's finish it up with how we always do rob what with what we have been playing um do you want to go first yeah so uh i've been playing a little bit of uh star wars pod racer um again 
on Steam. Super satisfying. It is really fun to play. I'll be honest. I played so much of the 64. I said this the last time, but... Do you, do, let me let me ask you a question. Do you have a joystick you're plugging into your computer to play this game? No, I'm actually just using an Xbox 360 controller. And okay. the controls are so spot on that I actually feel like I'm doing way better this game than I ever could have done when I played it on 64. Yeah, well, um, I mean, the, the 64... I've beaten, I've beaten uh, every single race except for one, which I wow. remember it's the... So there's you go through all the tiers, and the last tier is, like, there's these four, like, super hard levels. Mm-hmm. And I beat three of them. But the second one is, like, the... It's, the platforms in the sky one. And I remember when I was a kid, I could not beat this one. I tried so hard and so long to beat this one. I never could. And I've been playing it and I still can't beat it. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it. I finally beat it, but no, I haven't finally beaten still it yet. Stuck but the same it is literally the last level I have to play. Okay. I played it about three or four times. Actually today earlier, I played it about three or four times and lost all three three or four times by a lot wow. i actually rage quit <laughs> it was fantastic uh, so there you go guys rob rage quit from a 20 uh, year old game solid <laughs> you should if you have like any way to get a joystick and plug it into your computer i remember i played it originally on the 64 and like had fun with it and then i went over to my friend's house who had it on computer and played it with a joystick and was amazed so i just have very fond memories of that I'll try it out sometime. I know I need, I probably need to get a joystick if I want to do uh, Star Wars Rogue Squadron yeah. um, for the older version. Um, and the other game I've been playing a lot of is Dragon Age Inquisition. And actually, I found... So I, I mentioned I'd gotten out of the Hinterlands. I've cleared three areas. Since you've gotten out of the Hinterlands? Since I've gotten out of the Hinterlands. The game just picks up after that, right? Because all... Well, and even the developers, when they were building the game, they said they didn't know what they were doing when they built the Hinterlands, and they made it way bigger than it should have been. Mm-hmm. And way more complicated, way more fetch questy. It made, it just, there were so many things about the Hinterlands that they did. Uh, if you want to know more about that, check out Blood, Sweat, and Pixels by Jason Schreier. Incredible oh, yes. read on yes. studios and the developments of games and he has a whole ch- chapter dedicated to dragon age inquisition it's fantastic but getting out of the hinterlands the game runs so much more smoothly it's way better it's got way more uh satisfactory content after that although the one thing i have noticed is i'm i spent way too long in the hinterlands and so i'm actually at a higher level than i probably should be for some of the quests i've been doing which might, which kind of makes the game a little easier than I think it was meant to be, but yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like you always grind anyways and play every quest, so I feel like every RPG you're probably like more over leveled than you should be for some of the stuff you do. I, I like being a little OP. Yeah. Just it makes me yeah. feel it's it makes it a lot easier to clear through the game. Yeah. And it's a little bit more satisfactory. Definitely. Definitely. So, what have oh. you been playing? Uh, I've been playing Red Dead Redemption too. I. <laughs> I, ha- I kind of have been in that mode where I'm like, I'm not really sure what I want to play. Like, I've been playing a lot of 2K because it's just, you know, that staple game that I go back to. But I've kind of been like, I don't really know. Like, I was playing Horizon Zero Dawn and had fun with that. But I jumped back into Red Dead Redemption 2 this past week and have really enjoyed my time with it. Um, the world, Just the world building and the world crafting that game is really, really good. And it is absolutely beautiful. Mm. Yeah. I... I I know a bunch of people, like, didn't really like it, but I think if you have the right mindset and kind of take your time and go in and say, hey, I'm playing this for the story and I'm trying to uh, engage in that. And also I started kind of mainlining it a little bit more and doing more of the story missions versus doing doing a little bit less of the side questy stuff because there's a ton of side quest stuff in here that can kind of bog yeah, you down. Yeah. And I've been mainlining a little bit more and um, having a lot more fun with it playing that way. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing. Um, <clears throat> Solid. Yeah. You have anything else? That's it. I got, you know, I mean, there's a lot of games I want to start, I want to get into and play, but i just been feeling the, I really am, am buckling down on Dragon Age Inquisition. So I'm hoping to, to crank through that one over the next few weeks and hopefully finish that sometime before the summer or into the summer. 
Nice. Well, that is going to about do it for our show. Thanks for joining us. We are going to leave you with uh, some music from Red Dead Redemption 2 because I really like that game. And uh, so try and guess what it is because I once again forgot to pick something out. So thanks for joining us, guys. Um, we will talk to you in a few weeks. Have a great See ya. Thank you.